Amen. May God bless you wherever you are, wherever you find yourself. And the Lord bless you. We thank God for his grace. We thank God for his power. We thank God for his might. That the Lord Amen. has given us the grace to be able to come this far. Even as we crossed over to this new year into February, today is the, what, the fifth day. And we know that the fifth, the number five stands for grace. And so we thank God for his grace that he has brought us onto the second month of the new year. And we are on the fifth day of the second month. Hallelujah. And so this is a sign to us that the grace of the Lord that brought us into this new year 2023, the same grace is going to sustain you and I. The same grace is going to carry us through 2023 and bring us to the end. Hallelujah. And also usher us into the new coming year that awaits us. Praise God. And that same grace also that will sustain you and I, that same grace will also ensure that the provision of God, that divine provision of God is experienced in our lives. That 2023, by the grace of God, we will see and experience God in an unusual way. Hallelujah. We will see his might. We will see his power. We will see his strength at work in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Now, without wasting much time, I want us to turn our Bible to the book of Psalm 89, verse 34. 89, 34. Hallelujah. Psalm 89, verse 34. And I read the word of the living God, and it says, uh, let us take it from verse 33. He said, nevertheless, my loving kindness, I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. Verse 34. My covenant I will not break, nor utter the word that has gone out of my lips. Hallelujah. My covenant I will not break, nor utter the word that has gone out of my lips. Verse 35. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon even like the faithful witness in the sky. Hallelujah. Beloved, this morning I'm here to talk about the covenant-keeping God. The covenant-keeping God. Last week, Sunday, we spoke about keeping our hope alive. We saw the importance of keeping our hope alive, the, the importance of remaining hopeful in God. However, as we walk with God, we have to be able to trust him. We have to get to a point or a level in our life where we trust in God, where we become confident in God. We saw instances about people that were able to remain hopeful in God. People that walk with God that were hopeful, even in their situation that appeared or seemed to be impossible, yes, though they were hopeful, meaning that they trusted in God in the impossible situations and the problems that they encountered or found in their lives. Hallelujah. But we also saw that there are certain things about God that enables us to remain hopeful in Him. You see, the thing about God is that we simply have to believe in Him for who He is. But we saw that to be hopeful in God comes about our knowledge of him and who he is, who he has revealed himself unto us. Hallelujah. That enables us to be hopeful. Because when we know who God is and what he's capable of doing, then we remain hopeful. But today there is another side of God, which is that he is a God who keeps his covenant and his promises. 
that also helps us to become very confident in him for such is how god wants us to see him that he's a covenant keeping god you see god is a god and he's our father that speaks through our scripture god had been speaking to people god had interacting with people and through the word of god come the promises of god hallelujah to us individually god had has been he has been speaking unto us whether you hear it or not god speaks and when god speaks as a faithful god and as a faithful father through his word he promises and bible said that the same that promises the same is able to keep his word the same that speaks in Isaiah, Bible says that God watches over his word to perform. So that none of what he says will fall onto the ground. But that he will ensure that whatever that he speaks forth will come to pass. Whatever that he says will be fulfilled in the life of the person to whom the word was spoken. Hallelujah. So what makes God faithful what makes God God and that we are his children, that God speaks and fulfills his promises in our life, is that God is a God who is a covenant-keeping God. And Bible had made us to understand that God had entered into a covenant with us. So it means that we are bound by or with a covenant with God. And when we speak of a covenant, the name or the word covenant, which is, which is derived from Latin, Hallelujah. It means to come together. Two people coming together or more parties coming together to make a contract which contains promises, stipulations, privileges, and responsibilities. Covenant. Covenant. Two people coming together. Two parties coming together to make a contract to form a contract that contract contains what promises stipulations privileges and responsibilities and this covenant cannot be broken because covenants are established to be kept hallelujah and so when a covenant is established or it's formed between two parties it is meant that the parties have to, or the two people, have to ensure and do their part to keep it. One of the covenants that we see is a covenant that exists in a marriage. When the man and the woman come together, when they are joined together, Bible says that they form and they enter into a covenant. That is a divine holy covenant in the sight of God. And that covenant is what meant to be kept. And there is nothing that what will break that covenant so within the covenant of a marriage there are promises there are stipulations there are privileges and there are also what responsibilities so to these two individuals within the covenant they both have a responsibility and also a role to play now when it comes to god bible makes us to understand that god as a father and we being his children he has entered into what a covenant with us and that covenant is a contract that contains the promises the privileges the benefit the blessings of god as well as the responsibilities that should exist between us and god that so because god who is god and is faithful he keeps his part 
And we as well, we that are in that covenant with God, we are also to ensure that we keep our part of the covenant. Hallelujah. But today we want to dwell more on God, who is a covenant-keeping God than us. Because God, as a covenant-keeping God, He is faithful. Hallelujah. He is faithful, one that keeps His covenant for, the, well, for thousands upon thousands of generations. One that keeps His covenant from one generation to the next and does not break. Hallelujah. So in speaking to David, God said, he said, my covenant I will not break. Nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. And it shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. Beloved, God is faithful. The Lord is faithful that when he promises you something, he keeps his covenant. He keeps his promise because God is bound by the covenant that he has entered with you to keep his word. So in the Old Testament, God entered into a covenant with, with David. And that it was God that called David and appointed him and set him on the throne. And as God appointed David, there was a promise that God had for David. The Bible said that through the anointing that was poured on David, God entered into a covenant with him and God promised him that the scepter of your throne shall never depart from your house. So within the covenant of God, the promise was released. A promise was assured. Hallelujah. And God promised David, the scepter of this throne of your throne shall never depart from your house. Meaning that God assured David that I was the one that called um, Saul and appointed Saul as a king of Israel. But Paul failed me and I demoted him from the throne. So David could be a person just like you and I that have seen the person that was ahead of him, the one that previously occupied the throne and I've seen her that God took his hand and his spirit from him and how that God demoted the person that caused him to be taken out of the throne so that he, David, will replace him. David have seen that. Now, if you and I were David, the question I would be asking is that God, is the story of Saul going to be our own? Is our lives going to be like the one of Saul? Hallelujah. By here with David, God entered into a covenant because God knew the heart of David. By knowing the heart of David, he knew the concerns that David had. And as a person that loved David, as a God who loved David, he assured David. By entering into a covenant with him, he assured him that, hey, listen, I have entered into a covenant with you. And this my covenant, I will never break. This is God speaking. I have formed a covenant with you. There is a contract that I have signed with you. And I will never break this contract. This covenant, I will never break. And through this covenant, I have spoken. I have spoken and this word that my lips or my mouth have declared 
they will not fail. And I will not alter it. It means that God is telling David that I have spoken and I will not never change my word. For your sake, whatever that I have spoken, it will come to pass. Whatever I have said concerning your life, it will come to pass and I will not change it. He said, once I have sworn by my holiness. Look at that. When we enter into a covenant with God, God in his holiness and his righteousness, he swore. Hallelujah. He swore unto us that, what, that, that this covenant is going to be an everlasting covenant that he will never break. That the word through his covenant, he will never alter it. Meaning that God will never change his word. Neither will he change his mind. The Bible says that God is not a man. Neither the son of man that should change. Hallelujah. Or that should lie. So he said that as he has spoken, shall he not do it? As he has said, shall he not fulfill? And this is the promise to David. Once I have sworn by my holiness, and I will not lie to David. You know, sometimes we all go through certain things in life that at times it causes us, or the things that we go through, they cause us to doubt the presence of God in our lives. You see, I believe that David also, in some at, at some at some point in his life, got to a point or a place where perhaps he might have doubted God. See, for God to assure him of his word, for God to remind him of his word. Hallelujah. Because if you go back to verse 28 of the same chapter, God said, my mercy I will keep for him forever. And my covenant shall stand firm with him. Hallelujah. This is a man that was going through in his what moment of doubt. This was a man or a person that was going through pain. This was a person or a man that was facing challenges in his life. Hallelujah. This was a man or a person that has that, that felt as if God had given up on him. This was a man that felt that God had turned his back on him. Because believe you me, also this scripture for David was also for the Lord Jesus Christ. How that Jesus even felt forsaken. That he himself on the cross, he said, my Lord, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Because on the cross, Jesus felt forsaken. Hallelujah. He felt forsaken. And beloved, so we all sometimes in our life, we, we feel forsaken because of the things that we go through. And sometimes when we go through these things, we think and we see that and we feel that God is not coming through for us. Hallelujah. Because we don't quite understand how a covenant-keeping God will allow us to go through things. How a covenant-keeping God will allow us to face challenges in our life. How a covenant-keeping God will allow us to go through pain. It doesn't sit well with our spirit. So within our human mind to understand things we find it difficult to comprehend how a loving god and a loving god who say that he keeps his covenant will allow us to go through things 
But God is here to remind you. It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter what you face. It doesn't matter what you find yourself in. His covenant is sure to remain and stand firm with you. So he said that my covenant, he said my mercy I will keep for him forever. Within the covenant that God has with you is his mercy. So as you enter into a covenant with God, you enter into the mercies of God. And that mercy God keeps for you forever. So he said, my mercy, I will keep for him forever. And my covenant shall stand firm with him. Do you understand what it means for the covenant of God to stand firm with you? And he said, that his seed also I will make to endure forever and his throne as the days of heaven. The promise to David. And this serves also as a foreshadow of the Messiah who is Jesus that was to come, that the Messiah, his throne, shall endure forever. His seed, who are the seed of this Messiah, we are the seed of Jesus. On the cross, he bore us, gave birth to us through that sacrifice that he had on the cross. And so Bible makes us understand that you and I, we have entered into a new covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There is a new covenant that we have entered with through the Lord Jesus Christ. And this new covenant, the Lord God will never break. And this new covenant that we have with Jesus, it shall stand. It shall stand with us. In our desperate moment, the covenant of God shall stand with us. Hallelujah. It shall stand with us. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you face in your life. But I am here to remind you of the covenant of God. That God has formed with you and also his promises unto your life. That God is the God that speaks and never lies. He said, once I have sworn unto David, and I will never lie to him. So it means that what God has said to you is not a lie. The promises that you have received from God is not a lie. God promised David to be with him forever. He promised him that he will never lose his throne. That his seed after him will occupy. Yes, David faced challenges upon the throne. But yes, still, the scepter of the throne never departed from his house. Because do you know who came through his lineage? The Messiah. Jesus Christ. And who sits forever on the throne? Jesus. So here the word of God, the promise of God was fulfilled. That David was made a pioneer and was chosen as the vessel through whom the throne of God will be established. That God chose that he, through him, he will use his seed to bring into this world his own son and establish the throne of his own son through the lineage of David. God fulfilled his promise unto him. Through the life of David, God proved that he was faithful unto David that he was the Lord that would stand by his side at all times that he would never leave him nor forsake him so long as David remained faithful unto him and remained under that covenant that he entered with God if David was able to remain God was faithful to also keep that covenant hallelujah
God was faithful. Praise God. So today, you might feel that you have been cast out or cast away. You might feel that you have been pushed away. That God is not minding you because of what you are going through. But he is. God is working behind the scene. Behind the closed door, God is working on your behalf. You are not seeing it. Now, what more shall we say about Abraham? And the Bible says that in Genesis chapter 15, God called Abraham and promised him that, hey, listen, I am taking you to a new land. I am giving you a land for you and your descendants. Bible said that with all the word that God promised Abraham, Abraham believed him. And scripture said that it was accounted for him for righteousness. And I thought that it was going to end there. The man that it was said about him that believed in God and believed his word, Bible says that Abraham asked God, how will I know that I and my descendants shall inherit the land that you are going to give us? How will I know that we are going to inherit it? Hallelujah. How will I know? You have promised us to give us a land. You've taken me out of my father's country and my father's house. Now you are bringing me as a stranger to a new land. And it is only your word. I am holding to your word. I believe in what you are saying. But Abraham asked God, he said, how will I know? How will I know? That indeed I shall inherit that which you have promised, which is the land. Now, Bible says, because there was no one greater than God, just like he did for, Mo, uh, for David, God sworn by himself. Because there was no one greater than himself, he sworn by himself. And entered into a covenant with Abraham, that by this covenant, for God told Abraham to do certain things and perform certain sacrifice. And through this, God entered into a covenant with him. And through that covenant, God promised him that this land that I am giving you shall be forever for you and your descendant. And through that God prophesied unto him how that your children shall go, shall become strangers on a, a land which was the, the land of Egypt for 400 years, and they shall be afflicted. But at the end, I, the law, because of this covenant that I am entering with you, I will remember them and I will come descend right there on that land. And the people that afflicted them, I will judge. Hallelujah. For he said that for the iniquity of the Amorites are not yet fulfilled. Meaning that the land that God was going to give to Abraham and his descendants, there were people that were already occupying it. There, are, there were forces already on the land. But because the land was not ready to be given, the, the descendants or the seeds of Abraham who found themselves on a foreign land and become strangers and be afflicted. Whilst waiting for the promise to be fulfilled, they'll be afflicted. But it does not mean that the covenant of God was broken. Hallelujah. Because there was a reason that God pro prophesied in advance unto Abraham. Because that word was going to be passed on to his descendants. And they could run with this word. Because they were going to find themselves as strangers on a the land. 
that they were going to be afflicted and be troubled in their life. And these people would doubt. If indeed the God that called their forefather Abraham is the same that is with them. So God told Abraham, I am forming a covenant with you. And through this covenant, this is my promise for you. That this land that you want to know, whether you indeed inherit it, yes, you will. And listen, Abraham, nobody is greater than me. And I cannot swear by anybody greater than myself. So I swear by myself that this land of the Canaanite I will give unto you. It is not going to be yours now because it is not ready. But for 400 years, your children are going to be in captivity. They'll be taken as slaves. They'll be afflicted, be troubled, be beaten. But after the years are fulfilled, I will descend and bring them back to this promised land. And I will plant them on this land forever. Hallelujah. This was the covenant of God unto him. And so Bible said that Abraham walked with God for almost 25 years. And he was still waiting for the promise of God. One, now he is on the land. But God also spoke about a seed. A seed to inherit. But if God, Abraham is walking with God, if he died, that sit with the covenant, that sit with the promise of God, who is going to inherit him and inherit the land that God is giving? And the God that promised Abraham, that when that promise was given, Abraham was seedless. And there was no way for so for 20, almost 25 years, Abraham walked with God faithfully. Still yet, there was no seed. So now look. Yes, indeed, God, you are brought me on this land. But where is the seed to inherit? Where is the seed of promise that you prophesied about? If you are going to fulfill your promise, you have sworn by your name. You have formed this covenant, yes. But where is the seed? To prove the covenant. Sometimes you get to that place too. Where you ask questions. That God, where is the seed? The seed can be anything in your life. The seed to prove your covenant in my life. The seed to prove your promise in my life. Because if you have promised, at least give me a give me a seed. If you have promised, at least give me a sign. Show me whether what you have said is going to be or not. But for 25 years, here I am. Walking faithfully before you. And there is no sign of that which you have promised. How is this going to be fulfilled? And how is this going to be what be possible? There is no sign of what you have said. Where is the seed? Hallelujah. But in Genesis chapter 17, Bible says that when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Lord God Almighty who walk before me and be blameless. Hallelujah. After the end of 24 years, going into 25 years of walking with God faithfully, believing in God and being upright in, God, in the sight of God, still holding to the promises of God, 
God comes back to him, the covenant-keeping God, to remind Abraham that, listen, my covenant with you still stands. And I have not forgotten about you. Do you know that God does not forget about us? It doesn't matter how long it takes. Hallelujah. That is why we have to understand that all God's promises are completed at God's right time. God fulfills his promises at his own time, not according to your time. He that promises has a time. A time frame to fulfill that which he has promised you. Because he knows the best time to fulfill that which he has promised you. And until the time is due, God will not break out of his own time to do it. Hallelujah. Because if he does it, it will not be beneficial to you. So he that promises has a time set to fulfill that promise for you. Your responsibility within the covenant that you have is to remain patient. And keep on believing by hoping in God. Hallelujah. That is your duty. That is your responsibility in the covenant with God. Your responsibility as you wait for the promises is to wait patiently for his promises. For his benefit, for his blessings that are promised unto you. That is what you need to do. 24 years. 99 years Abraham has turned 99. And Sarah now is what? 89. They've walked faithfully with God for 24 years. Trusting in God. Now they are, they are on, their, on the land. Their eyes have seen the land. But still Abraham wants to know. Because he knows that he's old and he shall die. But if he dies without a seed... What is the use of the covenant and the promise of God? Hallelujah. The Bible says, as Abraham turned 99 and then Sarah 89, God appeared unto Abraham and said unto him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and blameless and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you. Find out his covenant unto Abraham once again. Walk before me and be blameless. For I am God Almighty. And I will make my covenant between me and you. And will multiply you exceedingly. 99 with no child. Bible said that his body is now dead. But covenant keeping God does not care about the deadness of your body. Because there is nothing that restricts or prevent this covenant keeping God from bringing to pass that which he has promised. Hallelujah. So this covenant keeping God that can keep his promise without failing and at his own time and at the right time to fulfill, he came to Abraham. I know Abraham, you are 99, you are almost 100. Your body is dead, you can no longer produce. You've had Ishmael. But Ishmael is not a promised child. You think that I have failed you. 
because your situation has gotten worse. Your situation has gotten worse in your life and you think God has failed you. No, he has not. Hallelujah. God does not fail us. God does not forsake us. God does not forget about us. We are always in the mind of God, even though we don't see it or feel it that way, but we are always. That he always think about us. He always take thoughts about us. David said, he said, who is man that you are so mindful of? Hallelujah. Who is man that you are so mindful of? The son of man who is made a little lower than the angels, yet have you exalted far above the angels? Who is man? So David is saying, a man who is just a dust, yet God is so mindful of. See, God is so mindful of you. He loves you so much that as a covenant-keeping God will never forget about you nor break his covenant with you. He will ensure that everything that he says and promises you will come to pass. So he said that I will keep my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. Abraham, you are 99, but here is my promise still to you to remind you that our God will do as I have said. Because when I speak, as we saw in Psalm 89, he said that when he speaks, his word shall not be uttered. And in Isaiah, he says that when he speaks, just as utter descends from above and alter the ground and does not return void back to the sky, so is his word. When he speaks, his word has not returned void unto his mouth. That is why David said, he said, once you have spoken, twice have I, have I heard. Because you know that when God speaks, his word is yes and amen. That is why the Bible says that the word of God is yes and amen. When God speaks, it is final. When he speaks, his word is, can never be uttered. What he says come to pass. What he says, what? becomes what established he never failed us in his word and he will never do it hallelujah <clears throat> he will never do it so beloved it doesn't matter what you are going through it doesn't matter what you are facing god will never fail you he will never fail you god will never do it he will never fail you god will never fail you so he promised Abraham, I will multiply you out of my covenant with you. I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him. God talked with Abraham as Abraham fell on his face. Hallelujah. And God said by speaking to Abraham, he said, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, Abraham. Before his name was Abraham. My covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. The covenant of God is an assurance that his word shall be kept. His word shall be fulfilled. My covenant is with you. And you shall be a father of many nations. 
No longer now, Abraham, his name is about to be changed by the out of the covenant of God for God to assure him that, hey, listen, my covenant and my promise still stands with you. Hallelujah. It still stands with you. He said, no longer shall your name be called Abram. But your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations, a, a father, someone that was seedless. But God changed his name before the promise was fulfilled. That you, I have called you, and I have made you a father of many nations. Hallelujah. And I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. And I will give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger. All the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession and I will be their God. Hallelujah. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. Amen. So you see, beloved, it doesn't matter how long, how long you've been waiting and how long you've waited if God did it for Abraham, he would do it for you. What you have been praying for, God is saying that he had already made you what you've been asking and praying for. Whatever answer that you need from God, God had already made you like that. He had already fulfilled. He had already answered you. But it is a matter of time. Hallelujah. It is a matter of time. But 2023, I decree, declare that may you receive a divine visitation from God. As Abraham was visited by God, may you also be visited by God. And may God change your name. May he change your story. May God change your name and may he change your story. And may God keep his covenant with you and assure you of his covenant and his promise. Because God's covenant can never be broken. It can only be replaced with a better one. The promise and the covenant of God can never be broken. The only thing that can be done to it is that it can be replaced with a better one. God had a covenant with Abraham and the Israelite. And he said, your descendants, I will keep but then Jesus, through the lineage of Abraham, Jesus came. And he said that through my blood, I have established a new covenant. Now, not that the old was broken, but that it was made better. Because under this new covenant is grace. Hallelujah. And so within this new covenant that we have through the blood, of the Lord Jesus Christ, we, that is why Bible said that we are placed under a new dispensation of grace. So we live and walk by grace. And this new covenant of grace, God shall not break. God shall not alter. He shall stand by his covenant with us. And every promise to you 
every word spoken by God to your life, it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. It shall be fulfilled. So beloved, what you need to do is to hold on to God's word. That is what Abraham did. A father of many nations without a child. A God that is faithful. God who never fails. At the due time, Bible said that God visited Abraham once again. And say, a year by this time, your wife Sarah, whose womb is dead, your wife Sarah that has become a public ridicule because she is unable to give birth, shall conceive and bear a son. Hallelujah. We have people are making a laughing stock out of your situation. But here is the word of God for you. You that have become a laughing stock to people, a year by this time, you shall receive your testimony. A year by this time, you shall receive a divine visitation that will change your story. Because this year, God will visit you. And that a year by this time, you will come to declare the goodness of God. That 2023, God dealt with you in his goodness and mercy. That your life was turned around. That that which you could not do, you are able to do. That which you could not have, you are able to have. That which seemed to be impossible in your life, by the grace of God, has become possible. For God changed the impossible situation of Abraham's life into possibility. That the man whose body was dead, the woman whose womb was dead, was able to carry a child. The enemies think that your life is, is come to an end. But God is saying that I am resurrecting your life and I am resurrecting every dead thing in your life. The Bible said that the power of God that rose and brought Jesus back to life is the same power that lies in you. So that resurrecting power of God lies within you, beloved. And that power is able to give life to every dead area of your life. May you receive that. And may you walk in that power. May you be ushered through that power to do the impossible. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I'll let you say, Amen. Amen.